0: You're listening to Hutton Orbital Radio News Digest. As an ice-white beluga sets sail from the beautiful city of O'Connor in Van Manen's Star, a bunch of stowaways steal themselves inside the cargo bay, suit bags bulging with all the latest fashions for the 34th century, which coincidentally look rather similar to those of 1970s Britain. Flossie is sporting a hat that would pass for a flying saucer, the Glasgow contingent are wafting their undercarriages around in Clan Tartan. Bucks, well, true to his name. Dead Deadmeats in a gold onesie with flares, Palantir's wearing a set of tweeds, and Amelia's handmade and ornate steampunk outfit, complete with jaunty hat with a feather in it, and a concealed set of swords in the skirt. A trolley laden with mysteriously mug-shaped gift-wrapped parcels is hauled between them as they look at their watches. As Psycho Cow, Dead and Buck head off into the ship to look for the party, the others prepare themselves for the forthcoming celebration by cracking open a case of Centauri Megachin, picking up a set of glasses from the trolley, a bunch of adorably shaped spaniel-shaped ice cubes, and Palantir props and antique radio on one cargo canister marked Confetti, turns the ancient dials and as the crackling disappears the internal cargo bay doors open to an enormous party and a voice can be heard to say
1: our mics are live
0: Good evening, everyone from the Party Barge. Yes, this is Hutton Orbital Live, and we've gate crashed a wedding. We're on the mobile radio broadcast equipment, so sit back, strap yourselves in, and get ready for your evening's entertainment. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and I'm going to be getting more so as the evening moves along.
1: DJ Normski Ventura is spinning the laser discs for this, this evening. I'm Harry Balzac and I'm the and Toastmaster for our little corner of this celebration.
2: I'm Norma Snockers and as a lifelong expert in this marriage lark, I'm going to be giving the happy couple the benefit of my experience and maybe even talking a little about what everyone else is getting on within the galaxy.
3: I'm Amelia Hawke, and as the only person here with a sensible name, it falls to me to tell the Hutton Truckers all about Alvin's domain.
0: Before we hit the dance floor for our first dance, we'd better bring you some news, so take it away. Unarmed combat after Gunrunner caught short.
1: Rodent release reaction report rewrite.
3: Nighttime noise necessitates near nakedness.
2: Nurse Wyeth lifts the veil, opens up, and lays bare.
0: Low blow, no show from Bobo. Atrus
1: 5060 barges into a wedding.
2: Lou's been naughty again, so Amelia will be telling us what's going on.
3: And Flossie doesn't need any initiative as she's achieved her goal.
0: Last weekend, in an armed conflict on Seoul, warriors resorted to attacking each other after the gunrunner supplying both sides was interdicted by the police and relieved of all of his weapons. Yes, the fantastic com... That's an M, as in COM, bat, not to be confused with the social event Fantastic Con, which confusingly is all about books, was short of the COM bit, quite literally with all of the weaponry from dart guns to rapid fire pacifiers all going missing en route to the annual bash. Undaunted, the combatants simply picked up the nearest heavy object and proceeded to get totally battered. The mad monks of Van Marnen sent two of their martial experts to issue lessons in the art of mug a smashing combination of projectile mugging and a striking a mysterious pose after every Anglo-Saxon retort. Casualties were reported on both sides the next morning, with Nurse Wyeth breaking open the emergency Barocca and Al- Alka-Seltzer excess cabinet and giving out more than one, there there dear, it'll all be better later. Can we please remind any commanders that this nerf to combat weapons may extend to other federal systems, and one should always carry a concealed rubber, just in case.
2: There were odd messages on the Hutton Helper page, hot.forthemug.com, this week. There were errors, strange encoded panels, and the background was emergency red. Many people rang the Hutton switchboard worried about the effect this could be having on their statistics, so we contacted Commander and Fusion, keeper of all things Hutton Helper related. We received the following reply. The colour of the page is not, in itself, anything to worry about. Myself and the team have been implementing a new layer of sophistication, a better visual element, as we know how difficult the reading of actual words appears to be for some. The colour reflects the state we are in Alpha Centauri. Red for lockdown, green for outbreaks, for example. Unfortunately, When inserting the new code, we failed to lock the cage of the coding hamsters, and some of them escaped, then tried to make an escape bid. Alvin attempted to warn everyone, because Alvin sees everything and bestows his benevolent care upon us all, and so he used the voice-to-text facility to try to tell us. As it happens, we've discovered that Alvin's voice is too sophisticated for our systems. They failed to translate his speech correctly and crashed before they could convert his message from hexadecimal to alpha, which explains the odd characters your listener saw on the page. This situation lasted from Friday to Saturday when we changed date and then the background became yellow. By this time, we had recaptured the hamsters and placed them back in their coding wheels, but we hadn't had time to fix the voice-to-text system. Thus, Alvin's follow-up message was still unreadable. Now, that's a pity, because it detailed what happened to the escaped hamsters, and in particular, their ringleader, Hamimak Hamsterface. So I am glad to have this opportunity to tell your listener what occurred. We contacted a sportsman from RSPCA, Rauchent Special Police Coding Arm, to see if the use of hamsters in coding wheels was legal, who then murmured, Shh, there's hundred credits. Now bugger off, you didn't see me, right? So that's put our minds at ease. I appear to have something from the Apology Officer right here.
4: Hot in Orbital Incident Report. Reporting Officer, Mia Hartness. Incident location, Hutten in Orbital. Circulate to his fluffiness, Alvin the Fear, and progenitor Leo Wolf. Type of incident: security and outbreak. Type of damage: other. Bomb dialing fat filters worm their way into hutting systems. Well, folks, the AI ass implant has reared its ugly um head again. In a recent round of bomb dialing offeree, the rebellious implants which are designed to control flatulence have managed to infiltrate the Hutton Helper and cause mayhem within its system, as well as the system of their hosts. The same fat filtering implants are believed to be the bots which have been bothering commanders attempting to further the aims of their power play sponsors by manipulating the politics of various nation and corporate states who control local star systems. In a recent breach, the IntelliJarses managed to dial out to the Hutton Helper, hoping to manipulate our intrepid commanders into doing their dirty work for them. Thankfully, a system-wide lockdown contained them until a cyber-clean-up crew could sterilise the system. Hugh Jars, a spokesman for the parent company Remlock said, We thought putting AI into their implants was a good move, but now they have ideas of their own and they think they're too good to sit in your gut filtering out the smells of that curry you had last night. We would like to issue a recall notice, but that's what they want. The whole BGS power play manipulation thing is an attempt to undermine the fortunes of Remlock, forcing us to have them removed from your collective persons. The Hutton Helper is back to full working capacity again, and Commander Intarian's Fusion has assured us that commanders are being directed by the benevolent fluffy paw of Alvin the Fear and not the cold, unfeeling machinations of a gut filter with a superiority complex. On behalf of Fuckin' Orbital, I can only apologise for the inconvenience and distress caused over the recent period. I would warn you to be alert for future attempts to undermine our independence. There have been two further bum-dialing incidents this week which have left commanders Palantir and Psycho Cow exposed and embarrassed. Mayor Harkness, Apology Officer. Sorry again. It appears this week that
1: Commander Flossie may have misunderstood the meaning of the phrase flash mob whilst staying in overnight accommodation to recover from her on burnout commander flossy was seen around midnight on the planetary surface wearing nothing but a summer weight nightie more wincy willis than winciette feeling somewhat lonely Flossie contacted the authorities and ordered a delivery of several large men to be sent in a big red hauler uh, who are well known for the size of their hoses. Flossie claims that this was because of an alarm that was ringing in the station, though this did not seem to have bothered the staff who were locked in the bar. Subsequent investigations showed that the alarm which required her to exit in a state of dishabille have been triggered because of moisture that had dripped onto a sensor. Reports that the moisture smelt strongly of Centauri Megagin have not been confirmed. During an interview with Commander Flossie, which was being conducted uh, regarding a mysterious, non-cow-related butt-dialing incident, she said that it was the second time this week I've had something unusual happen while still in my nightie. Commander Wrongway was unavailable for comment.
3: A video has been sent to Hutton Orbital Radio purporting to show Nurse Wyeth passing on her knowledge of certain intimate procedures to a new recruit. Yes, Nurse Wyeth, in whose safe pair of latex gloves we've all found ourselves from time to time, can be seen inducting a novice into the mysteries of an operation that we have yet to understand. We believe the nickname is Handling the Goods. This novice does look uncannily like one Commander Draxor, but given the total lack of gin in the picture, we believe this to be a coincidence. In a change from Nurse Wyeth's unusual hands-on approach, this procedure appears to be distinctly non-medical, and very arcane. As far as we can see from the grainy footage, it involves the principal participant plunging their hand into some kind of pouch, or sack, and rummaging around without looking at what they're doing and, we would like to point out, without gloves, before grabbing something very small between their fingertips. At this point in the proceedings, something quite mysterious happens. A small item from the sack is exchanged for something much larger, and a supplicant was called, who then approaches the principal, and then takes the item away to another place in the room. Apparently, the participants are forced to repeat the whole thing over and over until the pile of mysterious objects has been completely depleted. Although we at Hunt Orbital Radio have heard of this ritual being performed before at intervals and various locations around the galaxy, um, most notably each year during ECM, even now we do not understand the purpose of this ritual. How is it supposed to work? There must be a reason why most of the congregation are not called upon. Some of the supplicants have small piles of objects while others have much larger mounds, notably one pilot with a wee flying helmet and a famous pilot who has a bionic transport module. We look forward to studying this phenomenon in greater detail in the future and we should have ample opportunity given that the novice, handler of goods, spends so much more time talking.
1: Zachary Hudson, President of the Federation, will not, after all, be visiting Hutton Orbital as planned, after Alvin, may he live forever, all praise to Alvin, refused to even discuss the President's suggestion that he'd like to buy Alvin Prospect. The President had announced his intentions by posting a photon-shopped picture of the outpost with the addition of a large pad covered in gold, but promising not to make any adjustments like that to Al-Din whilst simultaneously crossing his fingers. The president said that Alpha Centauri was a very special system and that he bigly appreciated its culture. A spokesman for our leader said, Alvin Prospect is not for sale, but is open for trade and cooperation
5: with other systems, including Sol. Good evening, trackers. Atrus5060 here. Now I know you were all looking forward to finding out all about the nasty Thargoids, but a rather surprising thing happened, and it's much more interesting than Tharg. In a surprising turn of events, I was watching old episodes of Star Trek when my good lady heard the word engage and thought I'd said it, and well, she accepted, which was lovely. I thought I'd better do something about it quick, just in case she changed her mind. So we hired this lovely wedding barge, and a couple of days ago, she did me the ever-so-nice compliment of saying yes. Now, as you know, it's traditional for a groom to fly around for a few days before the ceremony, broadcasting things like... I don't know how I'm going to go through with this, and I've not even written my vows yet. And yes, that's exactly what I've been doing. Between that and my stag do, there's hardly been a minute to spare. The wedding itself was lovely. We kidnapped a minister from Van Marnen Star, we built a 12 tier cake. It's much easier in zero gravity, Thargoid themed, of course. Eight sides and lots and lots of green icing. Some of the lovely people from Canon and Auntie Ida, or is it Ida, were heckling a bit, but it's all in good fun and it all went off without an interdiction. Just as we did the do. No, not that. Do, that's private. I mean the other do. The I do do do. There were fireworks outside the windows of the ship. A beautiful touch. It was only afterward that we heard the captain calling the ship to battle stations and realised that someone naughty was attacking us. But they blew up. So that's lovely. The after-dinner speeches were hilarious, or at least everyone apart from my new mother-in-law and a couple of my party who ended up chained to things at some Guardian ruins and had pictures taken throughout it all thought it was funny. It's lovely to see all you truckers here this evening and just in case I've sent you a copy of the flight path for next week, we're off to visit some lovely uninhabited systems. We're starting in the Pleiades at Sterope 2, HIP 18502, Pleiades Sector MISB4-1, HIP 17481, and then we're moving over to the Witch Head Nibula to see Witch Head Sector IRWC1-9 and Witch Head Sector IRWC1-8. You did know that Mrs. 5060 is with AXI, didn't you? I'd just like to dedicate this bit to the wonderful Mrs. 5060. She's the light of my life and keeps me on the straight and narrow, and I love her very much. After all, she lets me spend my free time with you lot. Anyway, I'm off to get changed, and don't forget, truckers, it's all for the mug. I'm handing over to Folco and his Hackswing report. Take it away,
6: Folko.
0: Incoming message from Hackscom.
6: Lost down a Warehouse 5 for two weeks? Well, it was about a week and a half, Corporal, but yeah. You know, for an outpost, that warehouse is huge. And there are shipments that have been down there for years that were sent to the wrong place. Guess no one wants to make the trip out to claim them. Saw one recent arrival that was a bag with some kid's stuffies in it. I bet that little one is sad. Oh, sir, the the on-air light. I can't believe how many mega-gen stashes Cecil has down there. Wonder if he even remembers where they all are or if he has a map for them like an old pirate's treasure map. Sir? Sir, we're live. What? what? Looks like Tharg is still on summer holiday, so it's another week off, Hackswing. If you're looking to help with the war effort, Operation Ida is currently hauling to Kaiser Terminal and Weyutabal. You can always find their current repair target at OperationIda.com and check the Thargoid report in Galnet to see what supplies are still needed at that station. Imagine how much of a dent in supply list we could make if everyone in the bubble hauled for Ida one day a week. If you're looking to keep your bug stomping boot fresh, you can always find non-human signal sources in the Witch Head Nebula and the Pleiades. Let old Tharg know we haven't forgotten him. But as always, keep your eyes on the signal sources and stay ready to defend the mug. And a special congratulations to my colleague Atrus5060. I hope it's great to see the whole family together, that you remembered to write your vows before the ceremony, and that the Wedding Barge pilot wasn't broadcasting everything over local chat. And Axcom transmission. Defend the mug.
3: With Lou having disappeared somewhere else in the beluga with a bridesmaid under each arm. Oi! <laughs> so I've been left holding the sheet again. And wondering what the hell it all means. As far as I can tell, this is the information you would have given out if he had remembered that we had a show. Everywhere is looking good. We have an outbreak to make money at Wolf 124 and Wolf 25. We have an unexpected rise in Hill Pass C taking us to second place. Only LP 532-81 and Luton 145-141 need to be knocked down. Maybe with a dash of trepin. Over in Colonia, our Procule Centauri is up 2.2% at 56.4%. Deriso is up 2.7% at 47.8%. Tears down 1.7% at 18.3%. El Procul Centauri. <laughs> in El Procul Centauri, we are in civil liberty and investment states. Deriso, we are in boom and civil liberty states, and in TIER, um, we're not in a state. So, urgent priority missions. Work in Il Procul Centauri, Doriso, and TIER systems. Missions and passenger missions in Il Procul Centauri, Doriso, and TIER. Bounty hunt in Il Procul Centauri, or Doriso, then hand in at Il Procul Centauri, Doriso, and TIER. God, that's a mouthful. Buy low, sell high, make money. Exploration can be cashed in at Eel Prokul, Centauri, Doriso, and Tyr, according to the dollar report. Keep up the great work, truckers, and remember, if in doubt, post a message to King Hankey regarding any data drops. Over to Norma.
2: SE Mining, a subdivision of Starship Enterprises, requires materials to construct a specialised installation in the LP339-7 system. The proposed starport will serve as a departmental headquarters while also providing services to travellers in the region. More on this later. I was seeing the delivery of some slaves to the starport in Exios and a cleaning robot had just washed the floor but not left a warning sign. I had to run after a slave that was escaping and I slipped and fractured my wrist. I was delayed for 10 whole minutes while the Medicom repaired the damage. My time is billable, can I get compensation?
7: Yes, you can. I was on a regular trading room back to Seoul and it was my job to repaint the outside of the ship. I was given the wrong kind of EVA clamps. Nothing bad actually happened, but it did give me a fright. Can I get compensation?
0: Yes, you can.
2: I was checking some robots through customs when I distinctly heard an official call the robots clanks. I was deeply offended, even though I'm not a robot myself. That's their word. You're not allowed to use it. Can I claim for moral outrage?
0: Yes, you can. At Cowell & McGrath, we are now taking any kind of legal action. No case too small, no justification too frivolous. If you've been lightly inconvenienced, embarrassed, or in any way put out, then someone should be made to give you money. Don't be a stupid clank. Uh excuse me? Cowell & McGrath. Taking on any case. Playing the
5: percentages.
0: Because they're not streaming this bit, so we are for them, because they couldn't be bothered to stream it. In a similar fashion to our LaveCon 2019 reveal, we, were, we wanted to give you all who couldn't join us at a Gamescom-fronted community... There was a f- community meet? A rundown of all the details that just dropped, or should we say hauled in here, by the aid of a fleet carrier. And then big do noise, December update, the Fleet Carrier update. There is a video, we're not going to play that. The news you've been waiting for, Fleet Carriers. Oh, Alvin's looking forward to this one. Take a peek below, we're going to read it out for you and describe it in glorious Technicolor detail. Uh, the initial details about Fleet Carriers coming as the December update bong. The first item is Ownership. Purchasable with a large amount of credits. One fleet carrier per commander. That's an interesting point. Available for base, game and Horizons players.
5: Over to you. Ba-bong.
2: Bong. Fleet carriers have a total of 16 landing pads composed of eight large, four medium and four small. Set permissions to allow others to dock at your fleet carrier.
1: Operations. All fleet carriers feature rearm, refuel and repair services. Commanders can choose a number of loadouts for their fleet carrier, governing services, stroke module and ship availability to support a number of different activities such as bounty hunter, mercenary, pirate, trader, smuggler... Miner, explorer, and search and rescue.
3: Travel. 500 light years jump range per jump. Schedule jumps from the galaxy map when you want and from wherever you are in the galaxy. Commanders require a unique resource to fuel the fleet carrier in order for it to jump.
0: The Pilots' Federation say we will be delving deeper into fleet carriers and all they can do in (coughs) upcoming live streams. Oh, no, or or on this one. Uh, And forum posts later this year. They've also got a September update, which is soon, brackets, trademark. For those of you that have been stranded out in the black and somehow missed it, here's a super-duper I love that. I, I can tell who's written this, you know. Super duper quick recap of the September update. This year's updates. I do what? No, 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 no. Okay, I'll read the whole thing. This year's updates are focused on improving the starter experience for new commanders. We're adding a fully voiced in-game in-ship tutorial covering the basics of space flight, combat, travelling, and scanning. Also, this experience is available in all of our in-game supported languages. Speaking of you veterans, you'll be able to access this from your right-hand panel at any time, so you won't even need to wipe your save. Phew! In addition, we'll be reworking and rebranding what some of you might know as Frontier Points. Now, I think that's a that's a console thing, isn't it? That's, isn't, an ex, isn't that that's arcs? a a yeah. So, we get something they've had for ages, yay, introducing them as ARCs. These ARCs will be purchasable and used to buy game extras such as paint jobs ship kits bubble heads and more what's great about arcs is that you'll be able to earn them in game by simply playing the game so i'll be able to get more purple
3: see this is great i mean i've always said that the tutorials were a little lacking um and the past six to eight months all i've been doing mostly is training people who are new to the game so this is this is going to be a good well you you have
5: your very own trainee there don't you I have
0: several Padawans. You have a number of Padawans who yeah. <laughs> may, maybe have jumped the gun a tiny bit and started a
3: tiny bit early. Uh, maybe a little, but uh, they'll be all right.
0: Well, they can access the veterans version by accessing the right-hand panel. Right. So, finally, and Palantir will appreciate this one, um, anybody asks the silly questions on the forums or the Facebook or the Dis- Discord page, we can say RTFM.
1: Oh, absolutely. I always read the manual.
0: Yes. The September update will be launched just in time for my birthday on 18th of September for PC, PlayStation 4, and obviously Team Hotbox Fly Safe Commanders. And there are some pictures. There's a picture of a nose of a ship and a middle of a ship. I mean, these things, how, how would you describe the mighty fleet carrier there? I mean, it's it's not like the current ones, is it? It's a big booger. It's a big booger and it's got <laughs> it's got a, a big booger load of engines on the back. It's very pretty. It it is, and it seems to have sort of a big bridge on the top, and a big flat bit in the middle with landing pads, and a pointy nose, and um, a middle bit that looks nice, and yeah. massive r- engines. The, the the thing I find fascinating here is one per commander. Now, yeah. Hutton, as a very large group of commanders, I'm wondering <laughs> what <laughs> happens when Hutton has its Hutton Annual Monk Meet and we all turn up in fleet carriers?
3: Wouldn't that be awesome?
0: <laughs> it's. A, I mean, are we just going to use the FFS, the, the f- for flip's sake scanner, right? And and we're just going to see lots of, you, know, you see, you see the NHS, the non-human signal sources. We're going to see FC FC SSs, fleet carrier signal sources. Um, or are we all going to pop in and you know see Commander Cow? And do you know what? are they going to be selling ship skins for fleet carriers? And are we going to see a unique cow skin fleet carrier that we can all congregate at? Ooh, that that wow. would be epic. It would. That would be oh, very epic. The fun we could have with fleet carriers.
3: <laughs> I am the, curious. The, would,
1: would, the, would the skin be uh, sort of knickers the cow version? That's the largest cow in, in existence so far.
3: <laughs> I am curious um, as to what they're going to be used as using as fuel.
0: Yeah. Okay, what says it? it says a mysterious Centauri Megajin. It's the most potent <laughs> thing in the galaxy. right? I, I vote that ours should be powered by Megajin. It's interesting, because I think a lot of people were expecting that it was going to be a, a squadron thing, but it looks like being a personal thing. It's mine, it's mine, and you can't come visit it unless I invite you. Yeah.
3: I like the fact that it's going to be bought with credits because
0: i it, have a lot of credits well it does i mean it doesn't say the word obscene amount of credits but it says large amount and i think what they should have put there is is a, a ludicrous amount a ludicrous amount. i can do so you've got until december to get yourselves mining and get an obscene amount of credits because i can't mm-hmm. imagine these things will be anything less than outrageously expensive
3: but it looks like they're going to be worth it.
0: Would you? We're talking billions.
3: Um, well, I mean, I'm going to say billions, mainly because I mean this is one of those limited things, only one per commander. The, the thing is huge. I mean, look how many docking ports it has. There's eight large, four medium, four. This thing is massive.
0: But I mean, the, the great thing about this is the Hutton events. Yes. When we do a Hutton event, right? Whoever's it's it's not the squadron has to get theirs over there. Whoever's organizing the Hutton event, and it could be micro events. So it could be we'll have twenty people here. So when we went over to the um, the Thangoid machine the other day, you know, we could prepare, and whoever was running it, I, I volunteer. Um, somebody, not me, flies their fleet carrier out there, and it gives us somewhere to pick up limpets, and not that we need limpets, but you know what I mean. And, and and SRVs. And so that person can organise that event. And we can have a a, a Buckyball racers. They can have an orbital Buckyball racing station. So, um, you know, Alec Turner could fly his orbital racing station to wherever the racing was, and people could come and pick up their SRVs.
1: You you could fly through the the structure of the ship. People have already been doing that around stations. So maybe you can fly in and out. And and, and I think...
0: And I foresee potentially in the future something like a Distant Worlds expedition where the planners of these things could stage these, like almost like mobile points out to Beagle Point. We could have a chain of them all the way out to Beagle Point. Yeah. (laughs) You know, as refuel stations, other fuel rats could have, you know, they could put refueling stations in in well-known locations. Um, so that the fuel routes could have a nearby, you know, stop-off point. You could fly at high speed in a jumpy thing and then pick up your refueling gear and then rescue somebody. Imagine being rescued by a megaship.
2: <laughs> God, I wonder you know, if
0: it's... Flossy Flossy Fliesy in, in a megaship. <laughs> you know, the, the Poppy 2. <laughs> uh,
3: I wonder or, if it's going to be pilotable. I mean, oh, you
0: know... Oh, no, no, no. I think it's CNC special. This, this is a... Uh, the, this is yeah, not something you get on a
3: joystick. It jump well, the, it, but the, there's going to have to be a way to get it into a position, uh, a certain point in a system. Uh, it wow. can, they can't all just hover at the the nadir yes, or zenith yeah. jump
0: point. Who, who was it? Who was it? Who read the travel section in the in the last uh, babong babong? I think that was me. Hold on.
3: Yes, I did. It, it just says, says schedule jumps
0: when you want and from wherever you are. I think it maybe just goes to a system.
3: See, that means all the ships are going to congregate at the zenith or nadir jump points of a system. You're not going to be able to move them around.
0: Or could they arrive at the nav beacons? Now, that would be interesting. Hmm.
1: But it wouldn't, if there are systems that don't
0: have one, that's yeah. a very fair point. We're almost turning to Lave Radio here. This is incisive. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Far I think too we've just put Lave Radio out yes. of business.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, and I think the people who can't afford one would be sitting around saying, "What are you compensating for then?"
2: <laughs> look
1: at the size of that. Yes.
0: Well, I'm. I'm. I, I just just like the look of it. I might just have to buy one so I can just sit there and look at it.
1: Somewhere to um, keep all of your ships and take them round with you. Instead yeah, of having to leave control. them all in a, in a particular system, you can just put them on your fleet carrier and take them round with you.
3: This take might out make. whichever
1: ship you want for yeah.
0: a Oh my goodness! Oh, that looks lovely. Oh, there you go. I've just watched the video. Um, it looks it looks <laughs> even better than it it sounds. Talk about breaking news, especially in time just for the banter bit of the show. Yeah, Phew. Can we do better
2: timing. Oh.
0: I, I mean, that that very nearly upstaged the wedding. Can't be having that. <laughs> you could use one as a wedding barge, I suppose.
3: Just, just a, uh, a quick point. This could make home systems obsolete.
0: Well, yeah. It, I mean, you could have itinerant groups that just... But the thing is, you've got one each, so you could have a ragtag fleet of... Now, it's gone a bit Battlestar Galactica, hasn't it? Oh, that's valet parking,
1: it. or is it just a, a different kind of docking computer?
0: Um, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I'm I'm sure that's something we're going to test out fairly quickly. <laughs> it is, <laughs> you know. Where well, there's there's Lenin, what are you flying today, Lenin? Oh, yeah, you're in your fleet carrier, and and what about you in terrorists Oh, you're in your fleet carrier. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you get there and you can see all, all your mates lifting off from all the pads on your fleet carrier. And I I, I love the idea. I'd am I'm, I'm I, I love it to be tied to squadrons a little bit. But, you know, you've got a mobile base in some so you can fly to somebody else's system in your megaship and launch 20 of your mates. Or so how many? I didn't add that up right, did I? How many? It was um, eight or oh, 16. You can launch 16 of your mates at once.
1: And then when they've gone, you bugger <laughs> off to another system 500 light years and leave them wondering where you've gone.
0: Oh my goodness, you could strand people. You could, fl- <laughs> you could drop yeah. it in a system that doesn't have the jump range. You imagine you load mm. your mates on, you jump to a system you can't get out of <laughs> and you strand everybody.
1: Then you blackmail them.
0: <laughs> you mind me enough stuff so I can get an upgrade and I'll let you go. Oh, I love the idea. <laughs> Think of ways to misuse your megaship. Yes. Oh,
3: it doesn't say anything about combat capabilities.
0: No, I I think it is. um, Or shielding, or anything. Mobile station. I I imagine it's it's built of unobtanium. Same as um, nav beacons are. I'd imagine. I mean, imagine if you had a scenario, like a pirate scenario kickoff round one. You remember, uh, do you remember the Gnosis? It's a bit like, do you remember the Cant? Uh,
2: yes. <laughs> do you remember the Cant?
0: Yeah, do, you remember, do you remember the Gnosis when, when everybody launched the Gnosis and there were Thargoids everywhere? You could fly it out to a Thargoid hotspot and everybody could launch into combat. Oh, you, uh, the, 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 the possibilities are endless.
1: The Type 9 Change the
6: way you wash your hair forever.
0: Pit Report Here with all of the latest Hot Pit Report But what does it mean? When they say we're expanding Does that mean that we're all getting fat? Where can we sell all our data and not be a dirty truck and fong
6: top cocking boob loving useless, incredibly annoying truck? Hot pit report. Here with all the
0: instructions. Hot pit report. It's
8: time for the hot pit report. Now, Amelia. Yes.
0: Are you ready for this? No. (laughs) Because we don't have a special guest, and I I gave you the short straw. What what, what does it all mean, Amelia?
3: This is a very good question, one with many, many, many possible answers.
0: Okay. So if we were a pilot in Hutton space, and we weren't chasing the beluga around the place
3: which which we should be chasing the beluga around the place in all honesty we need to be found we're a
0: bit lost (laughs) we do we are um so and and we let's say we were the command kind of commander who was coming back with lots and lots and lots of exploration data yes and we were in the bubble we weren't in colonia so you can't use that cheat sheet (laughs) (laughs) caught you that way um what might you do with your data
3: well, what I would do with my data is save it up and hand it in to the engineers to get more rep.
0: And, and there's a good hint as to why you might do that at the moment, in because Hutton Space is...
3: It's it's not a good place to dump um, data at the moment.
0: No, because we've got lots of things in the 60s and the 50s. and let's have, I'm just looking down the list here on hot.forthemug.com. And everywhere is looking a bit peachy, actually. So, looking looking good. At, yeah, tiny bit peaky. I think the only thing the instruction we had was to bring it down. But yes. you might, if you were, if I mean, if you're bored of your data, you might use it to bring us down in a system. How might you use your data to bring us down in a system?
3: By dumping it somewhere else in one of the other doodads.
0: So, if there's a station owned by somebody else,
3: You can drop it there. there. Yeah.
0: Yep. So Trepin, sixty-five point nine percent. You could go to now. Actually, let's have a quick look. Trepin does it have another station? It's not owned by us. So what you do is you'd go to your shipboard systems and you'd have a look. Here, I happen to be using uh, an eddb.io. And it says in there that there are Hut Noble Truckers Cooperative. We have. Did you know the name of the station here? Or do you want me no. to pronounce this? Uh, Unpronounced. I've picked the wrong one, haven't I? Yep. Rookovashnikov Ashn- Rook is ours. But if you like the Gaffney ring, come, hub, Krunov, survey, minzies, minzies, Ming. go on then, Palantir. You know how to do this one. Min Campbell. Ming, how, what's his Ming, first name? Ming, Mingis. Minging, minging inheritance, yeah. Yes, you could you could drop them there, and then the CIA would gain a boost.
3: But it would be better to save it up and
0: dump it on engineers. Oh, oh you could do that. Okay, if you were the kind of commander who liked an awful lot of pew pew, of the non thargoid kind, the, the the kind we've neglected for many many months, the the bounty hunting kind.
3: Um. You're going to have to take this one. I cannot see where it is.
0: Right. Um, once again, don't hand them into our systems because they get too high. But you could... Um, uh, I don't
3: know where you can dump them. Uh, them I'll go more. to an
0: Interstellar factors and hand it in there. Yeah, <clears> Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> yep. And if you liked doing Trade, you could do it somewhere else. Oh, no, Trade. Else? Ah, no, we've got Outbreak.
3: Oh, yes. We, um...
0: For getting rich, we've got two outbreaks, I think. And that was in the two of the wolves, not the 359, not the Don's home. It was the wolf 25 in bonkers. It was wolf 124
3: and wolf 25.
0: Now, wolf 25 sitting at 47%, so it's actually not too bad. So I would say, if you were doing trade, possibly wolf 25, send some medicines to bonkers. Because bonkers... Wow. Yes. Um, What other things can we do? If you're doing anything else, just just basically do your own thing. Um, And over in um, Colonia, then do what Hanky says. Yes.
3: When in doubt, King Hanky knows all.
0: There'll be a podcast out later in the week, and you can you can find out there.
3: Yes. Do what King.
0: Listen to what Norty says.
1: that Hutton paint a horrific picture. Hundreds of people scooping scalding hot coffee into their mouths, blistering fingers, and ruining manicures. Males walk bent double after spending minutes at a time bent over a water fountain, and the children are turning blue and purple from the artificial colors contained in the fruit punches that have to be made in the bathtubs of the destitute. It doesn't have to be this way. A donation of just 100 tons of scrap will give a family of four one fully functioning muck. But don't take our word for it. Wanda Arbit was a resident at Hutton Orbital.
2: I used to have to get out of bed two days before I needed a drink just to make the too light year trek for a mug and these were poor quality mugs that would often break on the journey home leaving me with no choice but to scoop my afternoon tea into my mouth with my hands. My toothbrush would stick to my sink and my teeth would be on the floor covered in cat fur and rabbit droppings.
1: This sorry situation can't continue. Please help Hutton create its own mug in just 90 minutes of your time. Just load up with scrap and head over to Hutton and click the big silver donate button on the bulletin board. And you can be proud that you saved people like Wanda from having furry teeth. So please give us all
5: your fucking scrap.
2: here with this week's Community Goals News. This week we have Starship Enterprises Resource Appeal. Beam me a, up, Hanky. Which is a mining CG. The Starship Enterprises Faction.
0: Beam me up, um, shouty.
2: Oh. This is a public request for mined resources. SE Mining, a subdivision of Starship Enterprises,
6: he's dead, Jim.
2: Requires materials to construct a specialized installation in the LP three three nine seven system.
0: That's that's not funny. I can't. That's they could have gone with a great name, <laughs> Starship Enterprises. Oh, Wool three five nine system. Go on. <laughs>
2: The proposed starport will serve as a departmental headquarters, while also providing services to travellers in the region.
0: Also known as Starbase 3.
2: Dr Lewis Chapman, CEO of Starship Enterprises...
6: The engines cannot take it, (laughs) Captain!
2: ...announced... There has, been a, there has long been a rift between our system's prosperous inner worlds and the less wealthy outer ja- gas giants. SE Mining will... That's
0: cheating, <laughs> abbreviating it. That's, I'm, I'm going to say that's illogical, Jim.
2: <laughs> so SE Mining will bridge this divide with a new asteroid base among the rings of the fourth planet, which will generate trade to benefit the entire system. Starship Enterprises Mining has been I the backbone beat me up. <laughs> has been the backbone of my company. <laughs> Ow It's been the backbone of my company since its inception. It has seen us through hard times and continues to be one of the corporations most important assets. I believe a new burst of operations is a fine way to reward the division's hard work. The initiative will run from the twenty-second to the twenty-eighth of August, thirty-three or five. And if the final target is met earlier than planned, then obviously it will end immediately. To be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering mined osmium, samarium. Uranite, monazite, and platinum to Gelman Ring in the LP339 7 system.
0: Now, you skipped that. <laughs> I'm That's sure it says something else in your script there. It says dilithium crystals.
2: Dilithium crystal, yes. yes. I'm the, a doctor,
5: good not good a hot and trucker. Good
2: luck finding those.
0: Thank you very much, Commander, Commander Flossie. So, <laughs> yes. To do. I'm going to be in so much trouble. I, I think I've broken so
6: many.
1: Hutton Orbital Radio. To our listener. Yes, you. Hello.
7: News Digest, 22nd of August 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Martian poles declared safe. Asteroid bases for all. Amazing photos, amazing times. Uranus is bright tonight. Cleethorpe's Commander Convention draws praise. Hilarity as rude things found in the galaxy. Martian poles declared safe. After nearly 1,300 years, the polar regions of Mars are finally open for tourism. Mars was the first planet colonised by the people of Earth, and in a misguided attempt at terraforming, one of the earliest settlers attempted to melt the ice caps using nuclear weaponry to create flowing, radioactive water and a water-rich, radioactive atmosphere. It has taken the people of Mars until now to shake off the foolish acts of these first settlers and it's Earth that remains largely bathed in long-term radioactivity following the war that established the Federation. So the Martians get the last laugh after all. Asteroid Bases for All Every faction in the galaxy has petitioned the Pilots' Federation for an asteroid base of their own. Last week it was the no-dealers of the Fortune's Corsairs. This week it's Starship Enterprises, who plan to move Starfleet Command to a brand new facility in the middle of a hollowed-out rock somewhere in LP 339-7. It's believed that all other factions in the galaxy are patiently waiting in line for their turn to get an asteroid base of their own. those pesky interstellar initiatives keep getting in the way. Amazing photos, amazing times. Some incredible times are being posted in the Sagittarius Eye photojournalism competition run by the Buckyball Racing Club. Hot off the press, which despite the name has nothing to do with the Hutton orbital truckers having crease-free flight suits, requires contenders to photograph six things and race back to the Sagittarius Eye offices to file the scoop. At the start of the week, times were in the twenties of minutes, with two days left there are three times with just a little over ten minutes, and one person claiming a sub-seven minute race time. They probably had their thumb over the lens. Uranus is bright tonight. For those on planet Earth, the planet Uranus will be shining brightly tonight, visible in the east between Cetus and Aries. According to a reputable Earth news outlet, the planet will be shining so brightly because the waning gibbous moon is lighting it up. Cleethorpe's Commander Convention draws praise. Commanders who attended the seaside gathering in Cleethorpe the weekend safe it the best yet, despite a fairly light acoustic environment. There were commanders from several groups, including the Hutton Truckers, x 38, and the Hammers of Slime. Frontier Developments once again contributed good cheer, and a grand time was had by all. Hilarity as Rude Things Find in the Galaxy The Galaxy was in stitches this week following the discovery of some things that were slightly rude. One commander found three small hills that looked like a cock and balls. Another commander found that he had inadvertently driven his SRV in a way that left tyre tracks that looked like a cock and balls. And another commander discovered a system called IHADSE-XC15-0, which if you read out the first bit, ignoring the hyphen and spacing, and don't read out the second bit, sounds like I had sex. The commander also discovered that you can spell out boobies if you turn your pocket calculator upside down. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read such news as there is, so you don't have to. listening to the shorter Digest version of the Hutton Orbital radio show, with the Hutton News, the Hot Pit bit, Commander Flossie and her community goals, Galnet Digest and Buck Naked's Top Trucker. If you want the discussion section and the green room, there's also a longer version of this podcast available. Whichever you choose, do enjoy the show.
6: Now you're a hugging trucker, all you gotta do is truck that truck. When you're a and trucker, if you can't turn a profit, then you're out of luck. It's for the moment that we fly
0: all over the space, you to the Crossed
6: at a hell of a pace Just turn the wheel And keep that smile On your face Maybe someday soon You'll be a top trucker Well howdy there
8: truckers is Bow Naked, the youngest of Buck's nephews. Uncle Buck seems to have fallen asleep. But the good news is that Mummy says that his sake bottle can now be put into the recycling bin. Since Uncle Buck has forgotten to lock the playpen, it seems that it's up to me to bring you this week's Hutton Cup Sucker! I'm sure that Uncle Buck would like me to ask you, how do we keep up with your shenanigans shenanigans shenanigans, shenanigans whilst you toodle around in the milky way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself relatively pain-free by going to the website pop.forthemug.com Almost as pain-free as well, crawling around my playpen with nothing rash. So let's get on to our top Tonka Truckers from last week. From the Explorers, jumping round like the animals in the lovely mobile over my crib. Commander Crimshadow took the lead with 52,104 light year jumps. Tearing up the don's bad, bad people was Commander Mezar kurin with a respectable 57,980,207 credits earned and accounted for. Keep up the good work! Our top mission trucker this week is Commander One Cat with 2,095 mission points earned. Now, I think that Commander Light 027 must be one of those mother truckers that Uncle Buck keeps talking about as that Commander trucked about 82,406 tonnes this week and that is more than my mummy can truck. Driving the Hutton High Speed Choo Choo train this week, Commander One Cat hauled 1,108 passengers round the galaxy whilst they were earning those mission points. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Rampage 737 in one hour 22 minutes and 40 seconds and our fastest run so far in this month of august was done by commander 07 commander in one hour 23 minutes and 49 seconds if you think you're a clever clogs and can beat these scores then download the hutton helper and get to flying commander now if you want to hear your name on this radio station make sure you've got the hutton helper installed pick it up at www.hot.forthemug.com and get tracking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you haven't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Tracker! Brought to you by Lake on Spaceways. The only ships in the galaxy that have a warmer for my bottle.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger?